0: Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Here's one of the interviews from the stage of Code Commerce 2017 in New York City. If you like it, please leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Replay. Hi, everyone.
1: So um, this was not how I planned to start the interview, Uh, but I see your shirt, and it says equality, and what's that about?
0: well, it's actually not what I planned to wear until I went shopping in New York this week. And, um, and you know, Nike has um, always stood for equality for everyone and against discrimination of any kind. And, uh, and I was in our stores this week, and I saw this T-shirt, and I thought, you know, I'd like to wear some Nike on the stage. This would be a perfect one. And um, our, these T-shirts are in our stores at .com and selling out, and it's kind of a cool story because we launched the shirt just a few months ago, and selling out, and come to find out, a lot of people out there agree with Nike about the statement, so that's Was simple. there a specific
1: impetus, or a specific no, event I don't think that- there
0: was. I don't think there, I mean, it was a kind of a general, ongoing conversation. It and,
1: feels political.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I, I think um, it's political in that, um, we, we believe in, um, in, our, in, in equality. It's that simple. And I, I mean, if you look at the history of Nike, um, we're not shy. We take stands. Um, and we take stands outside the arena of sport. Um, and, uh, and, and so I think we'll continue to do so.
1: OK. Maybe yeah. we'll come back to All that right. at the end. Um, okay. So big change at Nike recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I teased it up front, which was, yeah. I call it a restructuring you can maybe you have another word for it um to sort of make sure the company was getting as close to the consumer as possible you're running that business which includes running uh, overseeing nike.com Correct. nike stores mm-hmm. and i think maybe some marketplace relationships as well um why why the need for that change
0: yeah well um you know I guess every company, or most companies, the non-digital natives of us out there, are uh, are looking to see how we can uh, thrive and be connected to the consumer in a um, digital-first uh, world, and 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 that's no secret. You know, I, I've. Myself, my team—we've read every white paper out there about this is what you do, this is how you, um, this is how you organize for digital transformation and to um, connect to consumers. And so, of course, Nike—it's our job to be looking at what is the fastest, most agile, most direct um, way to connect with consumers. And um, and and we also realized through the process that there is no single way to do so, right? And. And we realized that um, we have to take all that is amazing about Nike, and we do, and the um, analog services and experiences that we've created over time, and we have to take that magic and bottle it, and uh, and also um, transform um, um, to creating those experiences and services in a digital world. So, um, you know, I, I think if you compare us to other companies, we may have taken some um, consistent in some, you know, uh, uh, maybe uh, slightly different moves. Uh, what we've done in our org is we have connected our digital product organization uh, with our retail commercial organization and, and in a really um, kind of intimate way. And so digital that
1: product is engineering? Is, is that no, engineering? it digi- is,
0: is product, um, digital product design okay. engineering um, and creation. Um, with the teams who are actually planning um, the the experiences with the consumers for the Nike product, you know the shoes, the athletic apparel, the brand marketing, and by bringing those teams together, and then what we're, we've also done is we've broken down the teams into um, squads and and are driving sprints in more a digital first way, but in more of an end to end way of thinking. Uh, Good. So yeah. let's un- let's yep. unpack this for okay. a bit or take sure. a step back. All so right.
1: it seems like um, seems like. Some of this is perhaps a direct result of seeing challenges in the wholesale part of the business, and your partner's there is that is that fair
0: uh, maybe I flip it i, I mean we 're of course going to watch where consumers are um, choosing to shop, and um, there, I would say as much as it 's looking at um, where consumers aren 't we 're really interested where consumers are and um, and so uh, we we see obviously our digital commerce business really on fire. Our um, digital commerce with retail partners is really strong, and um, and we see tons of rooms for acceleration. So uh, I'd like to think, you know, sports analogy, we're on the offense, but uh, um, it definitely it definitely sets us up to um, drive a really strong um, mono brand and multi brand um, um, uh, offense where um, we drive elevated consumer experiences from a Nike perspective. Nike's always been great at kind of leading the marketplace. It's been brick and mortar, and it's been analog. But we set a marketplace with a concept we love. We um, help our retailers um, um, develop better Nike experiences. And therefore, we lift the marketplace and kind of the same idea, but in a digital sense.
1: So what is is the goal um, of it sounds like connecting teams that maybe otherwise were, yeah, yeah. were not working directly together. You mentioned yeah. the digital, pro, yeah. uh, digital product.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, our, our thinking, you know, I think it, there's probably a solution for every brand and every brand's connection to consumers, but is consumers don't live in silos, so nor should we. And, and um, a, a physical or a digital silo, silo, a digital product that's an app without the amazing magic that is going to program the app, and so the heart of the thinking was, um, you know, we've got to we've got to deliver holistic consumer experiences. That's the main one. And then I would say there's a secondary one, which is um, we also um, believe that uh, the our transformation through digital and our, our um, leading to a consumer direct offense shouldn't be one person's job. It's well, I am, you know. President of Nike Direct, uh, our, 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 my job and our team's job is to have this be Nike's job, Nike's work, right? And so part of that is. Um, you know, I have a partner in um, Adam Sussman who, is in, who leads all of the digital product organization. And together, the two of us um, are going to steward to a Nike Direct future, which is kind of nice to feel like in, that you've got a partner and um, you're not in it alone. And that's kind of Nike way as well and a little bit non-traditional in the structure.
1: So if I'm a, if I'm a customer and I know I want... Some, I decide I want something Nike. Yep. And I can go to... X, Y, Z department store, or big box store. Yeah. I can go to certain e-commerce sites, yeah. Um, yeah. Amazon maybe in, yeah. in some ways yeah. and uh, recently and or I can go to Nike.com yep. or a Nike app. Mm-hmm. What do you care where I go and why? what is the experience that will make me choose the direct relationship?
0: Sure, that's a lot in there and I can put that my whole job yeah. though. But okay, yeah. so I would say, you know, um, do we care? Well, you know, I think that, um, that there are a lot of amazing digital uh, consumer propositions in the marketplace. You know, there's a digital high street, and Nike wants to be part of that. You know, and and so and 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 so absolutely, when you look at partners like a Zalando or a T Mall, um, we want to be in the consumer's footsteps. And some of those digital brands are creating amazing consumer experiences. Um, but of course, we want consumers to come to Nike.com and to um, and and to experience our apps as members. And and um and we are um very serious about providing our members on nike.com and on our apps with a elevated very personal um experience we um
1: what what is member so for people who don't know what a nike member is what is that
0: basically it's a it basically it's our our consumer base that um is has has uh, signed up to be part of the nike brand and what we do is we program and provide unique um um products, offers, um, experiences for our members, um, based on how well we know them.
1: Free Is it? Is it free, it's a free, free, per- free. yeah, right.
0: Yep, right, we're free experience. Um, and, and and what we're doing is, you know, the more we know our members, the better we can serve our members. And so, um, and, and we're seeing a really nice um, a return from knowing and serving personally, especially with our app ecosystem. We've got Nike Run Club, we've got Nike Training Club. We've got our Nike app and we've got our sneakers app, and and so what we're doing is we're trying to out really elevate the member experience, providing exclusive product. Um, um, if you look at our sneakers app, anyone here have our sneakers app? All right, I a few. Okay, nice, nice. Okay. Um, We're we're essentially um, reinventing the um, game of the hunt for sneakers with our sneakers app. This is just one example, and since we're in New York, we do a lot of sneaker um, experiences here. And so these are
1: sneaker drops. Yeah.
0: And so what we've done is so there's always been sneaker drops. You know, there's been the lines. We know the lines, and um, we have a draw program. uh, But we just uh, uh, set up a studio here in New York who's actually programming the um, um, sneakers app. And one example of innovation that our members are just loving on the sneakers app is uh, we've, we've created a program called the stash where we're essentially gamifying or creating a scavenger hunt out of the sneaker hunt and um, what we do through geolocation and a notification is we have stashes hidden in um, areas around different cities and consumers get to um, um, find and fall upon their product at these secret locations and and become a victor of the sneaker heat Um, And then we have shock drops, so another way to kind of reinvent the sneaker hunt, where, um, of course, we've always lived by the sneaker calendar, and we've kind of gone off the grid and off the calendar, where we'll just shock the system, and a sneaker will drop and get to go And a nice... And you get what,
1: a notification? Is it an app notification? Yep, yep,
0: because you're a member, you would know, you would only know if you're a member... And, uh, and it would notify, we just did one with the uptempo here in New York, 10 New York locations, not just Nike, our partners as well. Um, as soon as they sell out, which of course they sell out instantly, um, um, they're uh, available on um, sneakers app. So we're doing, I mean, we're, and, and, and there's some more traditional opportunities um, um, around our apps uh, with our consumers. Um with our members, such as exclusive products, early, reserved, um, and and members are responding really well, and our members are worth three times the value of an anonymous consumer for us right now. And
1: in exchange, these members are giving you email address, other, what information?
0: Yeah, um, basically, um, on our apps, what's interesting is um, that we we have a, Kind of a welcome, um, uh, welcome program where we learn what um, products they love. What is your favorite franchise? Are you a, are you a um, Air Jordan um, consumer? And what categories you like? And what sports you like? What gender you are? And uh, so we are able to immediately personalize their experience on the Nike app. And um, like I'm sure many of you know, we found that um, behavior on the app is as important as what they tell us. And so um, we're doing a lot of work and and understanding by behavior how we can even consume our uh, serve them better.
1: Got it. Um, Is there, you know, subscription for the last few years in the commerce world has been, been some successes, some failures, but the idea of... Having a reason to re-engage with the customer often um, there's there's obviously value with that with a program like membership. Is there are there thoughts about paid components to that or is it or or are you trying to be I mean it's well I'll let you answer that.
0: Yeah I mean I think um, you know. Every every company and you know consumer products world is probably looking at an opportunity of a subscription. Um, we have a really early, early um, beta in the market um, called Easy Kicks, where um, it's a subscription-based um, program for kids, and um, and and we're just using that honestly as learning and growing. We've got so much work to do and and, and opportunity, frankly, um, to serve our member base, and we're we're just seeing. Um, the, the value proposition play out so well. that the, If you look at from an anonymous state of our members all the way to probably our most personal experience, which is our sneakers or our Nike app, you start to see a 5x um, annual value of those consumers. So, you know, I feel like that's where our focus is now, but the cool thing at Nike with our retail innovation and digital innovation teams, we are trying some stuff on the side that will incubate, learn, and potentially integrate.
1: So... Um- I'm sure and I know there are plenty of people in the room who are from wholesale brands who are mm-hmm. trying to invest more into direct-to-consumer. Yep. Yep. I'm always curious what that relationship is right, like with the wholesale mm-hmm. teams who are seeing sort of exclusive experience right. For, right. You know, for the stuff you do on your own. Exactly. What, is the, what response do you hear from wholesalers as they hear out loud a, pro, a new increased priority as direct-to-consumer?
0: Well, you know, I, I think we have, um, we have some history with our wholesale partners and, and a lot of credibility and, and, and trust, honestly. And um, while, I believe, well, while it's a new market and, um, and there are new rules to um, digital marketplace, uh, that our retailers have a lot of confidence in the past that, yeah, we know Nike, you're going to set, you're going to set the market. You're going to deliver amazing um, consumer experiences, and you're going to innovate. Um, we see our retailers um, responsible and doing a great job at um, setting great value propositions on their brands um, um, on their own. And, and they have actually seen the virtuous model of when Nike innovates, leads, and cr- opens the door, for example, in Soho. Or innovates with a consumer experience on an app, they've seen us play back um, that that benefits that business, and that we find the right way to leverage that learning on their business. and And we're we're having those exact conversations right now, and um, and building great consumer experiences. I mean, every wholesale wholesaler has you know a different consumer, a different value proposition, um, and need to differentiate in the marketplace. So the solution isn't the same um, for every for every. Um, a retailer but that's exactly the way we're working with them.
1: So in a perfect world. Well, let me start today So today I believe the math is nike's direct-to-consumer business is about 28% of the Nike brand mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. in a perfect world. Is that? 80% is yeah. that hundred percent? Someday
0: well, you know, maybe I'll flip it a little and say you know you like the, to flip I, my questions. Okay. I yeah. do well yeah. okay, yeah. so because we don't have a stated goal in terms of how much will be um, Nike direct, um, but we do have a goal that we will ha- we will double over the next uh, three years our um, consumer direct relationships, which means that we're going to leverage our wholesale footprint and we're going to leverage our um, both brick and mortar and digital and um, drive stronger um, connections with our consumers. So, so we will.
1: Yeah, give me some yeah, examples yeah. of what that means. So uh,
0: so for example. Um, uh, bringing the opportunity um, for, as a member let's say i 'm shopping at one of our great retailers um, to uh, if I run out of um, stock for the product that I want at the retailer i 'm in to as a member leverage access to all of nike 's inventory and uh, as a member so to really create better more in seamless- someone else's
1: in someone else from someone else's correct, store
0: correct correct
1: and that is, are those experiences live today? Or what we
0: have live today is we have um, digital versions of that. So we um, just launched um, this year an inventory partnership with Zalando in Europe, and um, and that's cool. we've been partners with them for five years and have great um, great business there. And then we've just. Um, extended the endless aisle with uh, Zalando just on 9-9 in China. Um, I can't keep up with all the China shopping holidays, but... um, The
1: U.S. has their own now?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. There's more to create if you look at China. But on 9-9, Nike went live with Tmall by shipping from our stores with their 9-9 event. Um, And we were one of the first retailers to do that and um, in the one day had a thousand a thousand orders um, move from our retail fleet.
1: Got it, okay, you're you're talking about some some big platform partners there. Obviously in the U.S., um, there was a lot of attention when uh, Nike finally agreed to do business directly with Amazon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why was now the time for that?
0: Well, you know, I mean, I guess it comes back to what I said earlier um, around, you know, you know we we it's it's really easy right now, I think, at least what we try to watch for is chasing channels and chasing tech. you know what we 're trying to do is keep the consumer at the center of everything we do, and so we 're watching the marketplace we're watching consumer behaviors where they 're shopping and and obviously, Amazon is a strong proposition and uh and so uh n- you know nike and and, and, and and we are in with Amazon, we're um, piloting, we're in the middle of our first pilot, we're learning what um, works for their consumer, what works through that consumer journey and that shopping experience. Uh, we're, we're learning how to work with Amazon and, um, and we're building a really nice partnership there.
1: Because the narrative, you know, part of the narrative around that was, well, if Nike finally gave in, mm-hmm. like every, any, anyone who sells wholesale in any way, is going to have to eventually give in, and Amazon's going to eat it all up.
0: Yeah, I, I guess you know the way we look at it, and and, and you know I, these are big decisions, but the, I, I just don't know if that's a consumer-centric way to look at the marketplace. And we're super confident in our Nike consumer experiences, and our traffic is going, and our membership is growing, and and um, and 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 you know we're really careful to watch to make sure you know we want to be part of consumers' lives, and there's some really. Um, incredible uh, consumer journeys that Amazon is doing a great job with, and, and, uh, and it feels like that was a consumer-centric decision.
1: Got it. Um, so retail, we touched on Nike retail stores mm-hmm. as at the beginning of this a bit, and some of you in the audience will be visiting the flag, new flagship in New York tomorrow morning. Um, <clears throat> what is the role of a physical retail store for Nike today versus maybe five years ago?
0: Yeah. Well, um, first of all, excited to have as many of you could be there. I was just there yesterday and had a great experience at SoHo. And I, you know, I, when we were doing some of our consumer research, I'm um, thinking about stores and stores of the future. And, you know, at Nike, there's no finish line, so we'll never have the store of the future. We're on, on a path. But um, I had this, uh, in a focus group, this one dad say to me, um, you know, he, he said, you know, Nike, I expect more of you than to just buy stuff and, you know, just just about transactions, and to be fair, I think Nike has always been um, about much more than just selling stuff, but he said in your stores, he said, if it's a, if it's a rainy day um, and um, I want to do something with my kids, uh, I don't want to take them to a movie and have them eat popcorn and drink, you know, soda, or I don't want to have them... Um, stay at home on video games. I actually want to take my kids to Nike and I want Nike to inspire them. I want Nike to help make them have, uh, healthier and more fit. And you know, I sat back in my chair and I'm thinking, well, in one way, that's a, a pretty huge mandate. In another way, um, it's kind of what Nike has always done. So what we're focusing on is how do we continue to bring those kind of experiences, support people in their journeys of fitness and health. And in Soho, what you'll see without, for those of you who don't go, you'll see um, great experiences around trial. So you know, we know try, you know getting fit right is really important. So there's not you, we just don't try on. You can try out there. So that
1: um, that means what? Are you like? Running on running with yep. in the store? So, actually,
0: in, in Soho, you can actually run on our treadmill, get fit um, with a multi camera um, 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 fit um, experience. And because we're here, you can actually run through Central Park. So, you'll have your experience. And if you're in a logged in state, um, we'll be able to make sure we know you were here and record and that the you information. Come, back. We come back. And when you come back, we'll know that you ran, we know what shoe you brought, and we'll be ready to serve you. And then, you know, just even we're, we're you, I think you heard through the sneakers. We're really obsessing and reimagining the intersection of physical and digital. And you know, if you go to Nike Run Club right now, we've got a great program for any of you. It's a little late thinking about running the um, New York Marathon. Um, but we have an 18 week program um, that gives us scale. So uh, you don't need a store or a door um, to help with your fitness um, regimen for running New York Marathon. But if you go to Soho or our Flatiron store, we actually have a live program there. And we're helping um, 100 New York runners prep right now, and we're halfway through um, for the New York Marathon. So, it, you know, it definitely the experiences transcend physical and digital.
1: And- I would imagine this is you know, the differentiation that comes through physical retail for you guys, especially important in such a competitive landscape today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, you know, the, the this athlete sponsorship model has been important for a bunch of years. There are popular athletes who are on Nike's brand. There are popular athletes on competitors' yeah. brands. Um, is that, <clears throat> is that a, a model that's critical to direct-to-consumer success forever or like what what does the future hold for that relationship well, I, those type I, of relationships I think
0: that's where you can't really separate I mean Nike Direct and Nike it will always be part of Nike you know we will always give voice to the athlete you know our our um, belief is we um, bring inspiration and innovation yes. to every athlete in the world i think you know that and, um, and so we will always serve the athlete. And we always say athlete asterisk, which means um, if you have a body, you're an athlete. So we're talking about our elite athletes and people like you and me who, um, who want to be fit. So absolutely, that will always be part of our program. I think the opportunity for us is what we do with that in a consumer direct world, you know, and and um, if you think about the opportunities of connecting with our athletes on social, extending our, our digital footprint, uh, we just in Soho for those of you who go um, tomorrow, we um, had Odell Beckham um, at our store this just this last week as we launched our um, Nike by You digi- digital digital um, j- jersey. Um, uh, basically boutique on the top floor and Odell came for us and he was the first one to create his uh, jersey. So if you just think about it, uh, you know, I I think our partnerships will look different and and our athletes will be a huge part of the connection um, directly with consumers.
1: So expect, we should expect those big, big deals to to be around for a long time. I
0: would think so. Um,
1: You mentioned earlier about the sneaker drops and when I look at people younger than myself who are very much into sneakers, mm-hmm. I look at how they're buying and collecting sneakers today. And mm-hmm. there's you know, selling mm-hmm. in Instagram with a link in their bio. There is you know, young apps like Goat, which is a sneaker marketplace of collectibles. Yep. Um, how do you, what is your opinion of those third party experiences, the resale mm-hmm. experiences? Seems like mm-hmm. among a certain type of consumer, they're getting really popular.
0: Yep you know uh i i i think it's a really important part of sneaker culture it's not i mean it's not part of our ecosystem and 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 yet um, it's it's a really important community that we connect to that we're part of that we build relationships with and um, and uh and i we i, I think um you know i, I heard Adam earlier talking about fanatics being adjacent to Nike. I see it as a really important adjacent consumer experience. Um, and, and yeah.
1: that that you won't have direct you don't have direct Not relationship. At this time yep. Okay. Yep. yep. And um and and one more thing about, you know, collectibles, you know, online when it comes to online and exclusive drops. Yep. Yep. The idea of stuff selling out in a minute could be great except when it's not humans and it's like bots. Bots. Yep. And yep. you know that's not a great consumer experience although you may sell out quickly.
0: Yep.
1: What do you do what do you do about that kind of so stuff? So
0: we've launched the draw program on our sneakers app which has um, come very close to eliminating bots and and taking the um, the uh, sneaker hunt uh, as close to a fair game that I think it is anywhere in the industry, and uh, and uh, you know because you know we we don't want to disappoint you know we don't want to you know while it's a game we don't want our members and people who love the brand and love sneakers to feel like they've lost so we've really reinvented that um, through the draw and then what per-
1: what about owning it yourself prevents uh, these technologies from working do you have any any explanation there
0: i, I don't think i, could. I mean i am not sure what you're asking sure
1: question okay. is why why have you been able to how have you been able to stop bots on your on your own app versus maybe on nike.com or somewhere else or
0: i would say well if i first of all have, well have any of you experienced the draw any, no, no one has experienced it. All. So basically, it's a way that um, we have a virtual line and virtual wristbands for consumers. Um, that and, and we have the back of the sh- uh, the back of the house now, engineering and digital product, able to fight the bots coming in. Got it. Much as I can
1: okay. Yeah. Um, if we have any questions, you can line up two mics right here. Otherwise, I'll keep going for a couple of minutes. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, so we, we talk, I talked earlier about, is there a goal of, well, I'll, I'll turn it over here. Just tell us who you are, please.
0: Hey, my name is Dan,
1: and I'm from an inventory management company called Stitch Labs. Um, Jason, earlier you mentioned Nike's partnership with Amazon, selling directly to Amazon. Um, many brands view partnership with Amazon as lose-lose. Mm-hmm. If they're not active on Amazon, they seed the marketplace to... Uh, counterfeiters, un- unauthorized resellers. If they partner with Amazon, um, they risk downward pressure on their margins, on pricing, mm-hmm. and uh, they cede that relationship with the customer to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So my question is, uh, what does success look like for Nike mm-hmm. in this partnership? Mm-hmm. Uh, not for customers, but for Nike as a business. Yep,
0: yep. Uh, and, and I can only share so much um, about the pilot and metrics of success, but you know at, for us um, The success looks like we've served consumers. We've served consumers in a new way accretive both from a digital um, experience as well as a business perspective um, to a Nike experience and um, and then honestly to your point that we've um, elevated the Amazon experience and and um, that, that is both through the lens of uh, reseller as well as how they experience the Nike brand imagery positioning on um, the experience.
1: So reducing or eliminating resellers who aren't, who aren't you know, uh, working, working with Nike in a formal yep. manner. Yep. That
0: has been part of Amazon's support of the, of the experience.
1: Got it. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I think one question in the back. Hi, I'm Sam Brownstein from Hudson View Consulting. So I bought a pair of sneakers from your uh, Michigan Avenue flagship store in Chicago yesterday. Great. And wow. uh, so the sales associate came to uh, swipe my card as I purchased. Wow. And he's got his you know uh, proprietary uh, software on his phone, clearly wants to link me up as a customer. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to do so, to send me that one-on-one uh Consultation email. He has to actually type my email address in the notes part of his iPhone because it, it's not, the marketing stack isn't fully unified. Correct. So, can you just talk? And we all struggle with that. Can you talk a little bit about best practices as far as how you unify uh, one customer to all the different places where you're touching them?
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, just backing up a little bit. Uh, um, you know, I, I love when your peers and friends in the industry catch a, a technical on. And, and of course, um, our, our experience isn't perfect. And that's exactly what we're working on right now to um, provide the athlete in the store and the consumer in the store the most seamless experience. You know, on the on the positive um, perspective that, you know, for those of you who have shopped um nike and the footwear wall um, you know kind of the past experience was perhaps in, in a really great um door you'd you'd shop for your sneaker you'd find your sneaker and from the time you found the sneaker back stock get to you purchase it's a 10 minute and so we've been able to take that from 10 minutes to 10 seconds so hopefully you've got a little bit of a taste from that and and um we're expanding uh, that service uh uh globally actually right now and um, and you we you will be seeing in um, just the next couple quarters from us the ability to um, make take that next step and connect the stack and connect the profile, um, but we do have one um, one member profile we just haven't connected the experience to retail yet. yet.
1: What's the biggest hurdle there?
0: Um, tech debt. Got it. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you having to start from Are you starting from scratch or not
0: necessarily starting from scratch? No.
1: Okay. Um, I have one more, in, and it has to do with what's on my feet, which okay. are sneakers that come from a startup company and not from yeah. a traditional uh, brand. And so, question it seems like barriers to entry in a lot of different industries uh, across retail and commerce are coming down. Um, do you think, you know, there are a bunch of different sneaker startups, some of them will get scale, some won't? Yeah. Is acquisition something you you guys think about as part of the future, uh, as a sort of a core competency that mm-hmm. that you're going to be yeah. going after?
0: Absolutely. You know, I um, I also think you know I hear you on barriers to entry, but I, I I think one of the things we're also focused on is the incredible loyalty and um, trust in this brand and for this brand from consumers and um, and you know. In times like these, you, you know it's important for you to step back and look as a brand what your superpowers are. And we have some pretty important superpowers in the way we supported consumers um, in their lives and sport and helping them get fit through training clubs, run clubs, and then helping get the right product to match for that. So um, you know, we're, we, we're going to stay with our eyes on the consumer and, um, and make sure we support consumers through things that are only Nike and that we've built a, a great um, legacy of, of serving. The, in terms of a, um, a M&A, I would say you know, just one that's a really important one just recently, and, and it's already making a dis- difference that we spoke about, is the acquisition of Virgin Mega, which was a tech group um, um, in um, Virgin. And, and basically, that team at, was building um, tech solutions around gamifying shopping. And, and so we um, acquired that group. We, um, we did not integrate them into um, Nike and the Berm and Beaverton. They set up a studio here. I visited them at the studio this week and um, they actually showed me season two, three, and four of the Sneakers Hunt that I was talking about. And um, what's great with an acquisition like that is, you know, and I see this every day, they're making he- really incredible consumer experiences through Sneakers app and other things they're working on, but they're a- also um, teaching us as an organization and helping us um, learn and create other uh, uh, experiences.
1: All right. I think we're out of time, so right. thank you very All right. much, thank Heidi. You. Thank
0: you, Jason. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Remember to leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Replay and be sure to check out our other podcasts. Every Monday, I host Recode Decode, a podcast about tech and media's key players, big ideas, and how they're changing the world we live in. On Thursdays, you can hear Recode Media, in which Peter Kafka interviews the smartest and most interesting people in the media world. And on Fridays, I host Two Embarrassed to Ask, along with Lauren Good of The Verge, where we answer all of your questions about consumer tech. You can find all these shows and more at recode.net or wherever you listen to your podcasts.